All right, you guys, welcome back to another episode of the Roger Branch Podcast. Once again, I'm Roderick. I'm John. You guys notice anything different? Sound a little sound, crisper. Sound a little crisper, sound a little better. We, uh, I got, I'm happy to say that uh, we got it. We updated we, our game a little bit. Yeah, yeah, we got it. We, um, we definitely updated the game. We got some new microphones and a new preamp in here, something to do podcasting a little better with so we can kind of adjust ourselves and, and give you guys a little better of a show. So uh, so here we go. Enjoy. We're going to start off with a little bit of a uh, little bit of technology. Since this definitely is Techtober, um, where a lot of technology comes out in preparation for the holiday season 2020, a lot of smartphones were released in the last week or two. So um, we're going to talk about the major ones I feel. Like I'm not an iPhone lover, but we got to talk about the iPhone. Um, I'm definitely a Pixel guy, so we definitely got to talk about the Pixel. Um, and me and John have a couple picks that we think are important for you guys to know about beyond the bigger smartphones that you hear about every day. So, um, so let's jump right into the iPhone. The iPhone. What, what's the biggest feature of this new iPhone for you? Like, I know you're an iPhone guy, but you're not like trying to keep up with yeah, every year. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't really care as much about. I'll be honest. I'm not the guy that buys a phone because of specs. I just really want it to look good and work whenever I need to use it. Mm-hmm. That's that's important to me. Mm-hmm. You know, I hate it. I, I had a Droid at one point, uh, Android phone. I think it was a Samsung. But just you know, as it gets older, it, things start to you know mess up a little bit. You know, and so that's kind of where my and also you know when you're surfing the web on the Android, I would always have problems with viruses and things like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I'm I'm less of the spec guy, but I will say this iPhone looks great. I like the iPhone 12. It looks... It looks crazy. I mean, a lot of the things that have been going on lately, like the modern design takes from cell phones today have been a lot of curved edges. And this new iPhone kind of goes totally against that. It's a totally square, looks boxy... Looks like the 4? It does look... The 4. It, which was my last iPhone, mm-hmm. and coincidentally. It looked... It looks incredible. I mean, I like those sharp edges of the corners. Um, I, people talk about um, it not being as asymmetrical as other iPhones because of all the antenna bands that are like dotting around the rim of it. I'm like, I, you'll never see that. So that's yeah, I was gonna me. say, when do you not have a case? It, yeah, exactly. What psychopath <laughs> is walking around with a caseless this iPhone? Guy. This guy. Uh. <laughs> You scare me. When I had an iPhone, I never put in the case on it because I loved how it looked. As you can imagine, though, I went through a few iPhones every time I had to get some. But, you know, that's a different story. Um, I think those sharp edges help with holding onto the phone. Grip, yeah. I I have my phone now, whatever iPhone I have now, it's rounded edges and it slips out of my hand Mm -hmm. way more than like the 4 ever did. So. I definitely like the fact that they changed the design language to something a little more boxy and square and uh, with the sharp edges. That To me, that is very attractive. It's very um, industrial. Against the, against the curve. And it, <laughs> against the curve. <laughs> I wish I had one of those yeah. sound effects on here. I, I, I post you need a lot for my crap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to... I mean, I'm going to go out and, and, and say I think the most interesting feature to me is... I'm a camera guy, so they have something in this this new iPhone called IBIS, in-body stabilization. It's basically, they take the sensor, the camera sensor of the phone, and they have it 
um, affixed to something that will move the sensor counter. Um, uh, it would counter your movement. So if you're moving to the right, it moves the sensor to the sensor to the left, kind of to. It's a motion sensor, basically. Okay. Yeah, and and it stabilizes the sensor based off your movement. It just counteracts your movements, basically. Um, and actual cameras like DSLRs and mirrorless cameras have that mechanism already. So that's something that's being used in actual photography and video cameras and have been been used for years. Um, it's just coming to cell phones, though. Hmm. So I think that's a very cool feature. Not that cell that phones... Cool. Yeah, I mean, cell phones have crazy stabilization For already. taking video, right? You're t So, like, it Can't, stabilizes yeah, exactly. your video. Oh, okay. Yeah, All right. Yeah, exactly. I'd like to see that in action, see yeah. how useful it is in its first iteration. Exactly. People are going crazy about that, especially filmmakers who already make their films and videos on iPhones anyway. They're just like, mm -hmm. shit, this is just going to give me an even better look. Um, so that I'm kind of excited about. Um, but not excited in the sense that I want to see it in an iPhone, but I know because Apple does it, everyone capital, you know, copies what Apple does. Mm -hmm. So once Apple does it, it's going to trickle down to essentially the Pixel at some point and all the other phones that people use. So um, <laughs> I'm looking forward to seeing that. Um, the other thing is the LiDAR sensor. A lot of people are excited about the LiDAR. Yeah, I actually did some research under the LiDAR. Yeah, I'm not, yeah, I'm not very... Um, versed in lidar technology i do know that it stands for um light radar or uh, light light detection and ranging yeah that's what it said and i i i'm like looking at it um when i'm reading it on the website light detection and raging ra ranging so that's ldr i'm not sure but i don't what, know where they got lidar but anyway how i read it was light radar light light and mm -hmm. radar mixed together so lidar but um so it's basically light being, from what I understand, and correct me if I'm wrong, light being um, uh, like discharged from the iPhone and depending how long that light takes to refract or reflect off of something and reach back to the sensor tells it how far it is. Yes, yeah, so it's uh, uh, infrared light. So it's okay. invisible. Okay. Um, it's actually pretty cool. Okay, so you remember the Xbox 360 had the Kinect? Yes. It's the same thing. Um, it shoots out dots in a grid pattern of infrared light, and it's exactly what you said, depending on how long it takes to come back. But by having a grid, you know, it can tell where things end, and it gives you a 3D map facing it. Okay. Of uh, It can tell how far the wall is in this table and everything, and it creates a little grid, just like the Kinect did, so you could do, like, ga dancing games and stuff. Okay. Well, and, and that's kind of what I've I imagined and envisioned. I didn't really think about the grid aspect of it, um, but then I started to think about okay, what would that be good for? And now going back to the camera, I can see it being good for if you want to autofocus on something that would let you know exactly how far they specifically that... talk about that okay so it is definitely going to help with that so that's one thing i can see it being useful for but i haven't thought about a mainstream kind of use for it yet well um not that i think that these are going to be something that everyone's going to be doing all the time but one thing i did see that made sense so like uh there's home improvement apps where you can scan a room um if you have this lidar it would be very accurate and very quick to be able to walk through your house and scan your house and and one potential is there's 
apps where you can look at what a color of paint would look like on your wall. So 3D modeling. Yes, 3D modeling. And, right. and of course, there's certainly more applications for 3D modeling within apps, maybe within games, maybe within utility apps. Mm-hmm. Who knows? You right. know? Um, and it's not limited to, you know, obviously inside your house. Um, but there's there's the potential for 3D mapping something very easily. Mm-hmm. And it's weird. The first thought that came to my mind, I'm like, what if someone like wanted to, like a spy wanted to map out like the inside of a secret area while they left and they just had the LIDAR on. They'd have a 3D map of the whole room. They just had to go See, through it once. that's the problem with technology. <laughs> you don't know head. how people are going to use it. You know what I mean? But anyway, that would be like some espionage crap. But anyway, yeah. Um, yeah, it's interesting. I think it is. I, I, I definitely think that um, anything Apple puts out, usually people start adopting and, and start using it in crazy ways. Developers get a hold of this stuff and they go crazy. So you never know what you're going to see um, when it comes to um, this, this technology and how Apple's going to use it and, and how the developer's going to use it in that case. Um, what else? We have... Well, there's two sizes as well for the iPhone, which is interesting. I don't know what the prices are on them. Okay, so what there's size the are mini, And the mini iPhone 12 is 5.4-inch display mm-hmm. and then there's the regular iphone 12 and that's a 6.1 inch display so it's it's considerably bigger it's wider and taller again i don't really know much if there's any real downgrade in in capabilities i imagine probably your um motion sensor you were talking about mm-hmm. that probably is uh i mean maybe that's only on the regular one so they because they have more room to add more things i have no idea okay um, i don't know what specs you lose or gain by getting a regular versus a mini the mini looks more like the iphone 4 it's definitely smaller like in because it's smaller yeah yeah, yeah yeah i'm looking at some like prices on these things right now but um yeah I, I like small phones i don't really like big phones i think i got the xl version of the the pixel 4 when i the last time I went to go get a phone, and uh, I think I only got the XL version because people were talking about how crappy the battery life of the normal size one was. And I thought, okay, well, the bigger one definitely has a bigger battery. It'll last a little bit longer, so let me go with the bigger phone. Um, all right, so we got some prices on these iPhones. So um, $99 for the 12 Pro, uh, or $999, that is, say. I'm sorry. Uh, $1,099 for the 12 Pro Max. Um, and let's, let's check out some prices on these, uh, on these smaller iPhones here. I'm going to, I'm going to take a guess and say the smaller iPhone is probably going to be around the price of the new pixel and the new pixel is 700. So let me, let's just, it might be a hundred dollars less. Who knows? Yeah. Let's, let's, we got to talk about 5g too. Let's test that out. Yeah. 5g is, this is 5g compatible now. Yeah. Def, finally, Apple has moved into 5g territory. Saw those Chris Rock commercials. Did you see those? <laughs> no, nah, I haven't. Yeah, he's doing iPhone uh, iPhone 12 commercials. Get and, he, out. and he's like uh, talking about the 5G. Okay, so yeah. All right, so no. All right, I was wrong. So the iPhone 12, which is the smaller one, uh, the vanilla iPhone, if you will, um, <laughs> is $799, and the mini is $699. So the mini oh. is taking on the actual Pixel 5 there you go. in price, that is. It's so quite crazy how Google's flagship phone is taking on Apple's bottom tier entry level phone. <laughs> it's, 
it's such a justification of what happened just one year ago when they had phones like their top tier phones were around a thousand dollars you know um so yeah what a difference a year makes um i kind of like that stance that apple or that that google's taking on it though making a, a cheaper phone i think for them that's the best they the phones have never been like phones that have had crazy build quality you get an apple you get an iPhone and the build quality is immaculate. You know what I mean? You it's look perfect. at it. Yeah. It's, you, you can't find any there's uh, not flaws, no flaws anywhere. You know, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just so perfectly built. So perfectly work. put together. They just work. And, and, and that's the beauty of having the person who makes the software also making the hardware together and it just works so seamlessly. So, um, but the Google phones, the pixels, the build quality is never, to the to the standard that Apple um, has their phones at every year, so the the fact that they've dropped the price of their phones to me means that okay they understand that they can't reach that level of quality that Apple has, so you know to charge a thousand dollars for a phone that can't match that makes no sense. And I, and I to be honest with you, I think I've said that on a number of occasions with this Pixel Four. Um, that I noticed a couple things that I thought, you know, it would never happen that way on an Apple phone, mm -hmm. on an iPhone rather. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, that is what it is. Um, so we got some some sleepers, though, uh, for these cell phone launches. Um, um, one of mine is a sub, well, a $200 phone, um, but it's a banger for $200. You had a phone that you were talking about. It's an interesting phone. I'm not going to say that I'm recommending it but i like the idea of it mm -hmm. well let's let's talk about yours because okay. i don't know about that one i'm always interested to know new stuff don't so. forget to talk about the pixel 5 too yes um this phone i just think is interesting the concept is called a light phone all right it's uh 299 mm -hmm. and the way they market it as a tool for humans all right so it's not the prettiest looking thing it's a lot of things taken away, mm -hmm. all right? You can't do social media on it. I don't even think you can browse the web, the web on what it. The, what the hell? It is made to pull people back from their phone and really focus more on life. That's the idea. <laughs> now, the phone itself, <laughs> I'm not going to buy this phone, okay? <laughs> um, but I just... I like the idea, all right? It's going to have texting, calling, um, you, an alarm clock, a calculator, a, even they've already said a podcast app. Like, it's not you're like you're removing yourself from society. Mm -hmm. Maybe the, in a music app, like, maybe they'll have a web browser. I don't know. But I think they really, I think it's really they're trying to say, like, enough with the social media. And it's not really all that great for you. You need to focus on life. Mm-hmm less on your phone there's hey, been you a, don't want to stare at this thing i'll tell you that well there's been a couple <laughs> there's been a couple weird phones i can't remember the name of the phone i'm thinking about now but it was a really small phone with their idea was they weren't taking features from the phone they were just making it so small that you wouldn't want to use it <laughs> you, that you would only use it if you absolutely had to and and that would give you a break from your regular phone so if you needed to take that call, if you needed to send that text message, you could, but you wouldn't want, you know what I mean? <laughs> that was the idea behind that. A very, very interesting phone and a very interesting concept, but, you know, taking you away from all of the social media and taking you all mm -hmm. away from all of the, 
the things that take you away from real life was kind of the aim of you know the aim of both of these phones, I guess. So and there are a lot of other projects and 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 devices that are designed to do just that. I mean, even in our cell phones now, you know, I notice in my Pixel phone, and I'm talking about Pixels, but it's really an Android thing, where they have this um I forget what they call it, but it's designed to to give you a limit on the amount of screen time you have. Mm-hmm. Um, so even in the, the bigger phones, uh, and the well, more well-known phones, I think iPhone has something like that too. It does now. Yeah. So, I mean, <clears throat> I can see how much time I'm using my phone. Yeah. You know, and it, and you can put limits on that depending on what program you're using. So, you know, I, I think everyone's thinking about that, but you know, in all honesty, I want more information all the time. Like I want more ways to get it too. You know, I can't see myself wanting less. It's about the information itself just because you want it. Doesn't mean it's good for you mm-hmm. <laughs> or accurate mm-hmm. or useful. Yeah, <laughs> I still want it. <laughs> I I don't know. It's it's tough. Yeah, we're, yeah, yeah. But we're living in information age. It's like yeah. you know you can't get away from filtering the stuff. Is just that's the insane. that's the point. Now that's especially I think, when you want useful information right. and you got to wade through the crap. I think that's what we need more of: better filters. <laughs> Not less information, just better ways to filter out the shit that we don't want. Maybe better apps. Um, ones that's that, going to have to be ones that specifically think about that. Mm-hmm. We're, and we're not going to curate their news or stories. Well, and that makes, brings me to that point of we're not going to get that from big companies because their aim is to get more out of us. So you know, they have they have no real um, there's real, no real advantage for them to pull back on the amount of information they're feeding us, you know? So we, we just need to filter. I think we need need, to find better ways. They need their advertisement money. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Maybe a app for news or information. I think the simple answer is a a subscription based. People don't want to pay for news, but guess what? You know, you got to pay journalists and everything. And when you're not paying for news, they're getting their money from advertising. That's why I don't mind paying the New York Times. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if you're paying the journalists themselves, they have no reason to feed you things that keep you coming back for the wrong reasons. Mm-hmm. You know, they yeah. they know you're paying for it, so you want the good the good news. I don't know. It's just right. an idea. I and it gives them more tools and better ways to do their job. So mm-hmm. I think that's important. Yeah. Um, so um my little thing before we hit hit on the pixel is is the two hundred dollar the phone i think these sub these sub 200 dollars phones are really interesting market um and for 200 dollars, just think all the things you can buy for 200 dollars. you know i've you know my headphones cost 200 dollars. you know mm-hmm. so and to be able to get a smartphone for the same price is ridiculous um this thing is crazy it's it's a i think it's a 6.8 or 6.5 inch screen on this thing it's not a really high res screen, so it's only uh, 720p. Um, but when you think about what you're going to be watching on this thing, which essentially is just YouTube, Netflix, and stuff like that, I mean, 720 is not bad, and essentially that's what most people get anyway. Um, depending on if you're just picking eight, you know, 1080 or if you're picking 4K on, intentionally. I'm never really upset with 720. No. Well, like I'm like if I'm like if I'm watching YouTube videos or something and. And for whatever reason, I had bad service, and it went down to 720. Yeah, I'm not upset. No, if it's less than no. 720. Exactly. Then I'm yeah, like, then I'm oh, up, this yeah. looks like shit. This goes down to 480. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> but 720, I think I can deal with. You know, um, but you know, so it's got that 720p screen. Um, I think it's running at 60 hertz, which is good. Um, 
but it's a it's a it's a smartphone. It runs Android. Um, it runs the latest version of Android. Six gigabytes of RAM, 128 gigabytes of storage. So it's no sleeper in those uh, those categories. Wait, how many gigs of storage? Uh, 128 gigabytes. Oh, I thought you said 620. I was like, damn, that's yeah, pretty good. No, 128 <laughs> okay. gigabytes of storage, six gigabytes of RAM. Um, but the battery life is impressive. For most users, they're getting about two days of battery life out of this thing. Damn. Yeah. The camera's okay. Pictures are just okay. I mean, I mean you're not, not going to get anything crazy. Yeah. <laughs> if, it was, if it was a pixel, it would be. Um, um, stereo speakers, headphone, headphone, um, um, 3.5 millimeter headphone jack. Uh, so it's it's got a lot of things going for it. Um, in a in a nice little package, nice, not a bad looking phone either. Comes with a case. Who makes it again? Um, Infinix. It's called the Infinix Note 8. Okay. Um, they have an Infinix Note 8 Plus, I think, or Pro, and it has a higher resolution screen and some other things too. But um, this this phone is just two hundred dollars, and it comes with a case, a fast charger, um, and headphones. So you get all of that for two hundred dollars. This thing is gonna fly off the shelves for Christmas. I mean, I'm thinking about just getting one of the kids one just off GP because they would be happy with a new phone. Mm-hmm. They don't care that it's got a, you know it's got a 720p screen. You know they see this big ass screen on a cell phone that they can use Facebook and Netflix and all the other stuff that they like to use on Android. So um, I think that's a winner. The only reason, the only way I wouldn't get this is if I find some pixels for less than 200, then I'm, I'm gonna have to take that. <laughs> But other than that, I think that's a very good deal for a brand new phone. So, um, um, so Pixel Five, I think, is an awesome phone. We won't talk too much about it um, because it's not anything groundbreaking. It's like I said, it's cheaper. It's is even lacking some of the features that the Pixel Four had. Um, but it just refines everything that they think Google is about. Um, so, uh, reverse charging on this one, where they didn't have reverse charging before. I think Samsung kind of pioneered that whole reverse charging thing, where you can sit something on the back of the phone and it'll charge that thing that it's sitting that's sitting on it if it has um wireless charging yep. adapted for it um it is a nice um metal case but it does have like i said the reverse charging and wireless charging which usually you don't see when something has a metal case and that's why all these phones have been having these glass cases or glass backs or rather not case but glass back um, because they have to enable wireless charging and that signal has to travel and it can't travel through metal. So I'm still baffled by I don't how know wireless how, charging works. It's, it's weird. It's very weird, um, technology, but it's very cool, but it, it, it can't go through metal. So it's a very wide band, um, thing. So, um, but anyway, it, it does go through glass. It does go through a lot of other uh, materials, but metal it does not. This phone is metal, but it does have wireless charging, which everyone's like, "How the hell is, is Google doing this?" Because mm-hmm. you can't do that. But anyway, they've worked out worked out something uh, on their end to make it work. But it's working on that phone. Um, and yeah, it's just just it's just a Google phone. It's not anything amazing. It's not anything spectacular. Um, Google heads are gonna go crazy for it. Um, I've considered getting it, but like I said, considering that it doesn't even have some of the features that my phone have now has now, it's like I'd be almost downgrading almost hmm. um, to deal with that phone. It does have the wireless charging, but I I would I don't think that I would ever use that that I much. I think until you, I I think we don't know what we want out of the wireless charging until we use it. Yeah, I think we sh- like, shouldn't until we have exactly to. Yeah. like because like, I, I think if I bliss. If, if I got wireless. And then had to go back to using a cord. Oh, fuck that. 
Hell no. Like, what is the cord? Yo, every night, I'm laying in bed, time to plug in the phone. Oh, fuck. I gotta yeah. dig around for this mm-hmm. fucking thing. It's laying on the Turn ground. Turn on you know. to get it to fit. Yeah. yeah. If I could just go... Bam. Oh, man. See, now we're talking about it. I'm like, damn, I wish yeah, I had wireless charging. You just fucked it up. You just fucked does it the up new, just that quick. Does the new iPhone 12, is that going to have wireless charging? Uh, yeah. the I think I didn't the see iPhones that. have had wireless charging for a while. But what's cool about this new one is that this new iPhone has this... I forgot what they even call it. It's called... I probably It's probably called Magic Charge knowing Apple and shit. But anyway... iCharge. You know what I'm saying? It's it's a magnetic charger, so it's like a puck. And, and I've been using something like this... For years, but anyway, it's a puck that magically, or not magically, but magnetically oh, connects um, to the back of it. Yes, my girlfriend's got an Apple Watch, and yes, the Apple Watch okay, does I that know too. Exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, so yeah, the yeah. phone now does that. Okay, but what's weird is any phone with NFC does that. So you can take that Apple charger that connects magnetically to the app, the new iPhone, and put it on my phone on the back of it, and it would stick to it and charge it. Hmm. Yeah, because all NFC um, um, devices or mechanisms have magnets in them. I wonder if that will be the same way with the new Pixel 5 or if because they got the metal case, something's changed. That might be different with that. We'll see. Yeah, that's that's an interesting thought. Um, Real quick, I wanted to talk about the 5G. Yes. It's similar to what we were talking about a couple episodes ago with the 4K TVs. But in what way? It's not everywhere yet. So like these people who you know, I don't I don't think people should look at a new phone and say, Oh, it's five yeah, G and go you should. Oh yeah, I should get on that. Now right. people who live in big cities right now may that's probably not the case, but we don't have five G. And there's this um it's only in thirty four cities. That's not very much. And the five G that being rolled out on most networks now i forgot what they call it um but it's the slower of the two 5g and, bandwidth. Yeah, yeah verizon seems to be in my quick research the only one that's got like good the 5G fast the five the fast 5G, yeah and and apparently i think it's wide band and narrow band i think the wide band is slower and the narrow band might be faster let me check that out but I, I and then i actually also that. saw and i have at&t but i saw that um right now currently for 5g at&t is the worst worse than like um Who's? sprint it, it, just at&t's 5g oh, coverage okay. is the worst even compared to like sprint and uh t-mobile AT&T is not uh, not popping off for 5G. Okay. I don't know. I just thought it's something that I do think in a couple years. I mean, and I just mean one or two. 5G is pretty much going to be in every city. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think it's it's going to be slow rolling out for sure. Um, but to hit on the point I was making about the, it was called millimeter wave. Sorry. Millimeter wave is what Verizon has right now, and they have the the fast 5G. I think everyone else is using, um, I forgot what it's called, so I'm, I won't even lie. Don't, but it's it's the slower of the two, mm-hmm. but it's more um, reliable. Probably travels farther. That as well. Because uh, well. longer waves can go through mm-hmm. denser objects. Yeah. So it, it you definitely have... It's more of a reliable signal, even though it's slower. It's faster or on par with 4G right now. I think it's a little bit faster. 
Um, but the 5G, the millimeter wave 5G is crazy fast. Mm. So it's that's couple something years, we're couple for. years, baby. Yeah, we're waiting for that. My downloads will be instant. You know, they're, I forgot what the rates are, but they shit. had crazy. <laughs> I do. My, like, <laughs> listen, you've downloaded, have you played Call of Duty? Well, that is probably where I'm going to care the most. Yeah. About my 5G. Because um, Call, Call of Duty is ridiculous right now. Oh, I know. That, that, okay. I say I don't download anything, but that's the pretty much the main thing I download. That's the craziest thing updates. I download. Like, nothing I play is that huge. Nothing. I, I, all of my games combined probably is as much as Call of Duty. Mm-hmm. Like the, I think it's up to 300 gigs right now. Yeah. It's ridiculous. All right. So um, another interesting story in the tech sector is Apple um, talking about their new service that released or that launched on the 19th of this month. Um, it's the Apple Music TV. And you have some opinions about that. I, I don't really even know what to say about this, to be honest with you. I just put it on there and I'm looking at it like, what am I going to say? They should call it AMTV. AMTV? Because it's MTV. Okay, Jesus. I mean, I, I don't know. I'm, dude, do you ever think that a time will come where, like back in the day, you know, it was cool to just turn on the tv and watch music videos Mm -hmm. i don't ever see that day happening again where i'm just i can just sit and be entertained by the current day's music and their music videos i just don't really see it dude well think of it this way you ever heard of a service called the box no all right when i was a kid there was a music service on a particular channel it was called the box you could call in and request that your video be played and everyone who was watching the box would see it mm-hmm. and i don't know i can't remember if they knew who requested it or whatever the case may be but you could do it i think you had to pay a certain fee for that um if i'm not mistaken but regardless if you did have to pay then or not it sounds like calling in on a radio station exactly but better yeah but better you get a video you get a video and the song and not only that it's nationwide. It's not just local to your your radio frequency. So what's the the wait list look like for your music video? What if you call in? You got to wait six hours for your music I video. Don't re- <laughs> I don't know how that worked. I can't tell you how that worked, but I do Nowadays remember. send you a text. Right. Like, I do you got five minutes. Right. Now, ex- now, that's probably how the fuck it goes. But remember, now we got YouTube. There's no reason to wait to watch a music video they the music videos themselves need to be intriguing enough to just keep your attention where you could just enjoy it yeah but consider this in a world where apple could get premium rights and preview rights to certain music videos that you won't see anywhere unless you had that service do you watch music videos now yes i don't I'm t- listen, I'm telling you, there's a whole group of people who just watch music videos on YouTube. That's why they created YouTube Music, because they knew well, there was a whole group of people who were just watching music videos on YouTube. But are they watching them, or are they just using YouTube to play the music and then doing other things? Well, I can tell you, I can tell you exactly how I got into it. I got into it just, and I didn't. I, it's totally by accident. So this is this is to show you the, the generational gap between me and my kids. Or not even me and my kids, but me and the kids that are my kids' age. Mm-hmm. Um, I stumbled upon this whole idea of listening to music on YouTube by someone who was like 13. 
who didn't know shit about buying CDs because they grew up in a world that fucking no one used CDs and you had MP3s free off the fucking internet. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Times were good. <laughs> yeah. So they grew up in that fucking era where there were no CDs. You didn't go to the store and buy any fucking thing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you downloaded the shit. So to this 13-year-old, the idea of not having access to music they wanted to listen to was so crazy because they had so many ways to find it. Mm -hmm. And YouTube was one of them. And I never thought of that. So they were basically just turning on their fucking... And YouTube, and YouTube got... Or Google got hip to this after a while. Um, they would just turn on um, YouTube, turn the phone off, and just be playing the fucking music in their headphones with the phone in their pocket. Yep. YouTube got hip to that shit after a while and started oh, yeah. making it so that you can't do that if you're not paying the premium price for the service. If you're paying for the service, you can do that. But if you're not, you can't just turn your phone off anymore. I know. It's very annoying. <laughs> and so many times I've started a song on YouTube and just like gone click. Yeah, exactly. Fuck. The fucking phone. Yeah. So then I have to leave it mm -hmm. on. In and my pocket, pocket yeah. facing away from right. my leg so, you don't so that I don't it. accidentally pause it. Listen, I do that now. <sighs> yeah. Well, sometimes. I still do that now. Well, I, I, now I pay for the service. Fuck I'm you, sorry. YouTube. I'm just, not paying <laughs> your fucking fees. <laughs> I, I, I broke down and paid them, but for all Music whole is for the reasons. people. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Tell uh, who the fuck was holding the, the Beatles rights from all the fucking streaming services. Um, Wasn't that in Michael Jackson's Yoko, estate? Yoko was holding up oh, the Beatles. Oh, never mind. Yeah, never mind. Uh, Yoko Ono was holding up the Beatles shit from being streamed for a long time, and she did not believe music was for the people at all. Don't people not like her? No one likes her. Why? I'm saying that because I really don't know, but you can quote me on that. Jesus, dude. <laughs> it's so weird. As a kid, I just heard Yoko Ono and and uh, John Lennon and... and that was it. Like mm -hmm. now, it seems to be in the last couple of years. Every time she's brought up, uh, people tell me that she was hated. Well, I, that, I think that she does a lot of things for the the, the publishing. Is I think the reason why people have this nasty connotation towards her because of how she does and holds their publishing because she owns all of that shit. Mm. Um, so they're just salty. Yeah, essentially. I mean, over the Beatles. Yeah, listen, the Beatles. I think we we're talking about the Beatles the other day. They're legendary. And how the fuck, yeah. yeah. How the hell did they make some? <laughs> Yo, they are just people. The Yellow just... Submarine is a song I listen to now, and I'm like, what? What? It's uh, Beatles or something else. That's... I'm not going to bash on the Beatles um, just because I know you people are fucking crazy about them. But... Oh, well, listen, we Man, don't want it's to. It's weird. I don't know any... how popular they are, I... but whatever. Different listen, time. Different I love time. the Beatles for the songs that I like, but it's some things that I listen to, and I'm like, what? What happened? Where did this come from? What was the inspiration? But we moving are, on. We are the walrus. Yeah, we are. <laughs> moving on. So um, we're going to take a little break right now, but... Um, don't go away. We'll be right back and we'll continue this conversation. All right. We're back on the air again with you guys here. All right. So we got the kidnapping of uh, Gretchen Whitmer, the governor of Michigan, um, up next. And when I heard this, I was stunned. I could not. I could not believe it. Sounds like a movie. It, it, it sometimes fact is stranger and weirder than fiction and this is definitely an example of that um i never thought i'd read something like this about something happening you know on on american soil to be honest with you um but you know you have a lot of details about it i i, I got i don't have to hold back on the color commentary on this one um you have to run point 
if you don't mind. Oh, we'll go back and forth, my friend. All right. I'll we'll, tell you. I'll tell you all about all right. Gretchen Whitmer. All right, let's get it. Or, as I have in my notes here, the Great Whitmer heist. The Great. <laughs> so, what a story. Um, I guess there's a a, a group or mul- there are multiple groups of we'll call them extremist groups. Um, you could you could classify them into multiple classes. Uh, white supremacy is a common one, uh, specifically for the ones I'm talking about. There's white supremacists, um, people who are just anti-establishment, uh, you know. And then there's different splinter cells of all these groups. And I'm talking mo- mainly, I, I think, the northern area um, up by the Great Lakes, going into some of those south eastern states in that area yeah i have like luther michigan um down here yeah michigan and then there's uh, you know um they call themselves like militias things along those sorts Mm -hmm. okay so and then they splinter off for different reasons um you know which to be clear there is no law against militia with as long as you're not doing the things that these guys were well yeah from um, my understanding anyway. absolutely well it it does probably vary state by state i think like uh, a lot of the issues that government has with these groups does have to do with weaponry and and firearms and and explosives things that if they've amassed things of those nature mm-hmm. that's generally where law enforcement starts stepping in um i find in in these stories and then these groups have splinter cells so there's a splinter cell of this extremist group called the Wolverine Watchmen. And it's uh, the the Splinter Cell was based out of Grand Rapids, Michigan. Uh, not many guys, just a few. So they would meet this group of guys, uh, total, who knows, it probably varied, uh, in this vacuum store. Mm-hmm. In this vacuum store, owned by Brian Titus, there was a um, quote-unquote secret trap door uh, that then led to a basement, Mm -hmm. and that's where these guys would have their meetings. In this group was an FBI informant. Um, And paid informants as well. What does that mean? Civilian paid Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Oh, I didn't read that. Yeah, they had a number, from what I understand, they had a number of just paid civilian informants. Um, they uh, they were involved in these meetings, involved in planning the, the informants. Um, and that is how, at the end of the story, uh, you know, it came to pass that they arrested these men before anything could happen. So mm-hmm. there was an informant present for a lot of these things going on. Now, October 8th. That was the day that they arrested these guys. All right. There were six men arrested. Six men that were actually in the meetings where a lot of this planning went down with at least one FBI informant. And a total to date, just a few days ago, actually, they just arrested one more guy. So total today, there's been 14 people arrested. For right, this. right. All right. Seven pled not guilty. Now, I'm wondering... The other seven, mm-hmm. are they, I wonder, are they cooperating at this point? I mean, got you got to think if they've, they've pled guilty or maybe they haven't pled anything. Maybe they just have kept quiet on the whole situation. Um, but yeah, but that would lead me to believe they're cooperating if they, if seven of them have not pled guilty. 
it's uh you know whether they plead or not i have a or feeling not guilty uh, yeah it, it, whether they pled guilty or not um for sure the six guys i know for a fact they're gonna have a hard time mm-hmm. uh, just because of the nature there was literally an fbi informant present i think those are part this. of the seven that's probably not pleading yeah or, maybe yeah, yeah, maybe yeah, because yeah. uh like the okay so the guy that was arrested just a few days ago he was arrested for uh i think they said that what was the charge? It had something to do with conspiracy, which is what a lot of these charges are, conspiracy to commit kidnapping and conspiracy to help uh, our militia group do something, mm-hmm. uh, something along those lines. He was going to get them like night vision goggles, this last guy that mm-hmm. just got arrested a couple days ago, so that they could use the night vision goggles to stake out her house. It's creepy <laughs> shit. Um, that's what he was arrested for. So he probably has way more of a chance of pleading not guilty and getting a good lawyer and potentially getting out, but the six men who were in these meetings, in the fucking basement of a vacuum store they're probably gonna have a hard time because mm-hmm. like i said you know the fbi guy was right there yeah yeah oh he was uh he was wired too yeah. so this is all recorded oh all yeah they had games. they had video of a lot of the stuff yeah they were doing. so so yeah they they're they're caught in the act they got a lot of them with, with their with pants down assault rifles and they are oh they, they got they got everything yeah so basically what these guys were trying to plant that's what's really crazy um, because there's, they, they did talk about it in the news about mentioning that they wanted to blow up police vehicles, um, with Molotovs. They mentioned something about possibly, um, attacking the Michigan, Michigan Capitol building. Although to me, that sounds a little, uh, they might've just been shooting the shit, you know, mm-hmm. cause that's a big deal. You're not just going to attack a Capitol building. You right. Know what I mean, right. Um, but anyway, that's all speculation. I believe that they could have thrown some Molotovs and blown up some cop cars. That's an easy thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so they were planning that. Uh, and at the end of it, and we can discuss this probably at the end because it's, it's, it's crazy. Um, what they really wanted, I guess, this group, this militia group, they wanted to start a civil war based on race mm. or a racial political war. Um, what they use, the term they use, and I think this might be a, a bad term, um, I don't know, but whatever, to describe the racial political war, the men themselves, the the militia members, they call it a boogaloo. That's the word that, the, the term, that could be offensive, I have no fucking clue. That's the term they use for a racial political war. That's what they are working towards mm-hmm. by kidnapping this governor, blowing up police cars and attacking the Capitol building. It was all steps going so, towards this so racial a, civil war. Not a coup, but a boogaloo. A boogaloo. <laughs> that's what, no, really, that, so that's, that's fucked up. They don't want, you know, they don't want just, like, change for the better mm-hmm. for people. They're trying to anarchy-style break the whole system. That's what it sounds like I to me. I can't understand how any of that would be beneficial. Of course not. There, that's the thing. These guys are not working towards a cause that anyone could normal could get behind. <laughs> They're trying to break the system down, mm. which is scary. Reminds me of um, there was a guy. There was a guy who. What was his freaking name? I can't remember his name, but he was the governor of Alabama, nineteen sixty eight, nineteen seventy, something like that. He. In that presidential race, he ran as a third party. 
and he was running on segregation. Like he literally was like segregation now, segregation tomorrow, segregation forever. Like he literally said that in a speech. Um, and that's what he was running his campaign on. He was running his campaign not on the um, thought that he was going to win. He ran his campaign on trying to break the established structure of the presidential election system, which is what we were talking about earlier, the um, Electoral College, mm -hmm. and how he could find loopholes in that to have those two candidates, since he was having a following in the South behind him, not that he could win, but he garnered a following. That following then had a lot of hold in the Electoral College because of where and what it was. And if he could get those people behind him, you might need him in that state at a certain point to garner, garner whatever um, votes you need in Electoral College to win that particular state. Some men just want to watch the world burn. They want to see the system fall. And I don't really understand that. I don't understand it either. It, but his thing was he just wanted to break the system. And he thought that if he could get them to work with him because they needed him because of the backing that he had sustained throughout that election process, he felt like he could change some things. Yeah. Just by breaking the system or trying to use the system against itself, kind of. Well, these like, guys. What is his name? Jesus. Well, these guys were me. pretty much focused on. They they wanted to break the system. Um, they hate. Uh, Whitmer. You know they hate her openly. Um, she's de de a Democrat, mm -hmm. and they are seemingly on the Republican side of things. Although when you start talking about you know wanting to start a civil war, I don't really care. Who you say you are, you're a piece of shit. You're trying to start a fucking civil war. You're trying to hurt people. So, I don't know. It is This is a group of people that just wants to fucking burn the system. And uh, they had what sounds to me to be a scarily good plan for capturing her. Mm -hmm. For kidnapping her. All right. You think it was a viable plan? I'll tell you about it. You tell me if you think that okay. this plan could have worked if there was no informants. All right. You know, obviously. It was riddled. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, fucking Swiss cheese. This vacuum store had rats. Okay. Jesus Christ. Everywhere. So. Literal rats. All right. So the six main members who were arrested first um, on June 20th, what actually caused them to say, the FBI to say, bam, here it is, we're going to arrest you, was this. They were buying the explosives for their plan. Here was their plan. They were going to kidnap Whitmer while she was at her vacation home. To get to this vacation home, you have to cross a bridge. So what they were going to do was plant explosives, blow up the bridge, and while the police and everybody was focused on this bridge exploding, they were going to kidnap her and go the opposite direction. So, one, it would slow down anyone from coming from that side mm -hmm. of the bridge, and it would cause a commotion hmm. where the second it blew, that's when they were going to kidnap her. So, I just think it's a, I think, in the scheme of, you know, in my inexperience of <laughs> planning political kidnappings, 
that sounds like it's very reasonable and something that could potentially work if you were actually going to go through with it. What do you think? What holes do you see in this plan besides the fact that you got a rat? Well, you're anticipating a lot of things to go one particular way. That's the first problem. Um, if you know anything about executing a plan where there's going to be explosions and um, any kind of munitions, things rarely go like you plan them. So you're requiring a lot of things to go right in this particular situation and perfectly. Because um, if it doesn't go perfect, you, this doesn't work. How did it get this far in planning? You know what I mean? Like, I just don't... Well, clearly the FBI is dedicating assets and yeah things towards and preventing and this. I, but... And that is something to be said about this whole story, is that it, at least we're, we're, we're... Keeping tabs on these guys. Exactly. We know where we stand with, with these organizations, and uh, at least we... Um, have people in place if we need to do something and like you said you know he had to have been in place long before this two-month investigation started so um i would imagine yeah i mean it's, that's just you got to build rapport that's the nature and, of undercover he yeah. probably was there years before it even started again he I mean? might have even have been one of them right. his whole life right and, and done a flipper right you know who yeah. knows you don't know um so anyway, oh, well, back to what I was saying before and how some people like this particular organization just want to disrupt the establishment. The guy's name was George Wallace. Um, who, I feel like I've heard that name, but it sounds like a pretty common name. Yeah, yeah. So he, he was the the uh, the governor of Alabama in 1968, and he actually won re-election in 1970. Um, who After was, the stunt? Yeah, after that he won re-election. Damn, yeah, that's yeah. telling. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So, uh, and and different and like, time though. But he knew, he, but he knew that if he did that, he would get the backing of a particular group of people. Um, and he was that's what he was counting on. He just didn't get the number he thought he would. Which, if he had gotten that number, he could have forced re-votes to happen. And in that point, people, either one of the candidates would have had, would have had to have come to him like. You know, I need these votes. Can you co-sign me, and mm -hmm. so I can get these votes that you you have mustered behind you? Um, and that was what he was trying to do. And he and he knew if he did that, who would align themselves with someone that came out on a segregation note? You know. Um, so anyway, that was just an interesting thing. Some people are out to just disrupt the establishment, like you were saying. And and I don't know what the bigger picture is in that like I really don't know what his bigger picture is in that um and I don't know what their bigger picture is but it just doesn't seem to make that much sense to me um if someone knows we have notes hit us up all right um the next thing is the the vice presidential election we spoke about the presidential election in our last podcast um and uh how we thought that was you know if nothing else, you know, entertaining, something to talk about. Um, this one was the exact opposite. Much more subdued. Yes, this one was the exact opposite. And and to be honest with you, when we watched the first one, um, I was getting people hitting me up on um, Facebook and Instagram and whatnot, you know, going off about how crazy this is. And everyone was talking... 
no no it was like crickets on social media while the vice president vice presidential debate was going on i think the most interesting thing that happened during that debate was the fly that landed on pence's head <laughs> that was probably the most interesting thing that happened all night well there's a commentary uh, a commentary to be said about that then as far as you know interest mm-hmm. public interest right now at least with with younger people is you know much higher when Trump's doing his antics and his craziness and things are wild and you're like, what the fuck? This is a shit show. But everyone's talking about yeah. it. Everyone's paying attention. Whereas a fly took the goddamn people were falling vision asleep. away from this. Yeah. So a lot of people told me I fell asleep halfway through. There was no chance to fall asleep on the first one. Now the narrative there, which is better. <laughs> Do we want a fucked up system of wild clowns or do we want a little more subdued, a little more intelligent conversation that no one talks about or cares about? Why can't we have both? I think we should. I think we should have a politician who is charismatic. um, And at the same time, you can get into something deeper. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I, I don't think because the debate with the vice president and or the vice presidential debate period was just boring to me they they had policies they wanted to get get out there um they had you know things they needed to say about the other candidate but it was just done in such a lackluster way man I, to have anybody there that had some energy or life would have been very cool i don't know man it's it's pence you know, if, okay, here's, this is a strange way to look at it, but mm-hmm. if I had to have Pence or Harris talking to me one-on-one, and they were telling me that I did something wrong, and they were telling me why I did it wrong, and what was wrong about it, I think Pence would tell me what I did wrong with a certainty and an air of just being calm about it but at the end of it i'd be like all right i can't fucking do that again (laughs) okay harris i feel like she would bitch at me oh yeah she's just kind of bitchy well people people talked about the faces (sighs) she was making and the attitude i hate talking about this because i know i know that you definitely should care more about the policies and what kind of things they're going to be doing on paper not you know how they act or or any the vibe i get when i listen to them but god damn it i care about the vibe i get when i'm listening to like a politician well vibe is huge well to me it is too but this is the way i see it i don't i don't remember whether we mentioned this on air or not when we were talking um but i i remember when we weren't on air, and I know that I've mentioned it to you before, and I thought, I thought to myself, and I said, I can't wait to see the, the vice presidential debate because I know Kamala is going to rip fucking Pence apart. Mm-hmm. That was my, that was yeah, my. Yeah, you did say something along those lines. Yeah, and I'm like, that was how I saw it. I saw her just ripping into him. He was so calm about it. Yeah, and I just, but she, but well, in all fairness though, too, she was more, she was more reserved than I would have given her 
than I would have thought she would be. She had to be with Pence being the goddamn stone of ice. Man. Yeah, I'm, just, yeah, oh. he he's a he's cool under pressure. I will give him that. He yeah. he has he has one tone, and he no matter what you what you're trying to get out of him, that's how he's coming. You know what I mean? And I can respect, but. But her, I thought she was just going to really lay into him and make him come out of that that monotone type of style he has, and that, and that didn't that didn't work. And she, you know, and I don't know if she tried too hard. I I just thought she was going to come at him, and that just didn't really that didn't really happen. Like he doesn't that. allow it to bother him. You know, it was kind of cool. Like he he just like he let let it roll off his shoulders. You know, or did. He he did the casual Trump thing too, where like she'd be talking and just he would be like, "That's not true." Like he would, he would just he would just you, the camera wouldn't even be on him. Now Trump, if he did that, he'd be like, "That's not true," or like he yeah. loud about it, you mm-hmm. know, making a scene, making them switch cameras. But he just did it quietly enough where he's just like, "That's not true." You just hear it, but <laughs> yeah, Kamala well, Harris just like she kind of like does like a face, like "Oh shit," he's you know now I got to defend myself, like. She would change her demeanor for him, mm-hmm. where he would not change his demeanor for her. Now I'm just talking debate tactics, yeah. You know, with this, so don't think I'm fucking riding the Pence train here. But but all but the, I'm just talking personality. That's how I see things. Well, the the way you handle it says a lot. But like I said, I I didn't think uh, I didn't think she came at him like I don't, I don't want to say how she should have, but how I thought she was going to. Um, and I, how I kind of expected her to, to come off. And I, and I think, honestly, kind of how a lot of people expected her to come off. Um, um, but that didn't happen. And and he he did his normal thing, you know, that he he did Pence. Like, that was just what he does, you know. So, um, but I thought it, it just wasn't entertaining. And, you know, they, they both had, and, and one thing that stood out to me, one issue, the only thing, issue I heard that stood out was fracking. Um, but beyond that, I thought, you know that if if the only thing I come away with from this debate is fracking and where you stand on fracking, then I don't know if you did a really that good job. Not you know what I mean? Right. Me I'm like right. Now. right. I'm like Damn then I then that's 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 not good if that's the thing I came away with from that debate. But regardless, um, it wasn't as entertaining. I think that was the most the wide consensus. Um, but um, regardless, it's one of those things that, uh, you know, we're going to have to get used to the differences of the presidential debate and then the the vice presidential debate. Do you think it's going to be any different next time for their second one? Uh, wait, 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 hold on. Well, let's get to this and then we'll get to the presidential well, one. How about this? There's, there's one thing that I can't stand about. This is about the presidential and the vice presidential debates. One topic, I guess, is about how Trump and the Trump administration handled the COVID-19 epidemic. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Guess what? Whether you like it or whether you didn't like his response, Mm -hmm. the decisions that they, I'll say they, not his, that they made as an organization with whatever information they had, whether you like them or whether you don't, you can't change them. It already happened. They're, you know, they keep going on about, well, I closed the border of China, uh, you know, or long before you said I should or and then 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 they're on his case about doing this and it's just back and forth about this shit about decisions that are long gone shut the fuck up talk about something that's about to happen 
the vaccine, yes, you know. But anyway, that was just one thing that they just need to. They. But you have to see it from from another side. The other side of that is this: in order to move on and learn from it, you have to, at the first, at the very least, admit that that there was a mistake made. And if you are saying, "Well, we made no mistakes." Then, if you're not learning from, if you can't admit that, and if, and if truly you don't don't think you did make a mistake, what are we learning from that to move forward? That is the big. I think well, that's my, the big takeaway. My thought on that is, I don't think it mattered what Trump did. They're going to be saying exactly what they're saying about what he did, regardless. Now that could be, so you don't it, think closing the doors quicker would have done anything. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is it didn't matter if he did close the doors earlier than he did. Mm-hmm. He could have done all these great things that he didn't do. Mm-hmm. They'd still be saying that you handled oh, you, it like, yeah, a, yeah, like a yeah, motherfucker. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, right. Right now, I'm only debating it as a as a. You, they're going. You're going to get something at all times, no matter what. No matter what you do, you're going to get something. But the outcome is what the debate is about. And that's. I guess I'm. I'm upset when you're debating things that can't be quantified. Like you can't tell me how many people would or would not have died True. if you made this or that decision. You can't. This has not happened in over a hundred years. We do not have. Apparently, we all forgot. Like, uh, there had to be books written about the Spanish flu. I'm thinking to myself, I don't think they were Jesus Christ. Like, like did we just, after a hundred years, do we just like fucking forget everything that happened? Mm -hmm. Like, we don't, you know what else is coming up on a hundred year anniversary? No, we didn't keep records. You know what else is coming up on a hundred year anniversary? Hmm. World War II. That scares the fuck out of me. Yeah. Yeah. Right now, about a hundred year difference for world war one mm-hmm. so i don't know man those are things that it just seems like history is doomed to repeat itself and and with this maybe a hundred years from now when we're gone there'll be another flu oh you know there it's just gonna happen again and they're gonna f- forget people aren't gonna like masks you know it, all this shit could just happen all over again who the hell knows i think they they anticipated being cyclic like that like every 100 or so years you get a pandemic or a epi- or a, what what's before a pandemic epidemic I, epidemic I there we go you get an epidemic going on i don't know it's weird anyway that was a random offshoot but it's just something like just well, tr- just fucking drop it maybe it, he did a bad job who the fuck knows we're still in it you can't even say what was right and wrong about it until we get a, a while to really look at the data, figure out what happened. You know, we're coming out with a vaccine now. We're trying to social distance. We're trying to use the mask. So I'd say we're doing the best we can. And I'll say this one last thing about it. Well, hold on. How, how do you feel about the mask wearing thing? Okay. I do think... You think it's the, do you think we should be wearing masks or no? I think that... I am not a medical professional myself, so I can't say how much or how little that they do or do not help or hurt. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But doctors and nurses wear them when they're in surgery and they're trying not to spread shit around. So that to me, and they've been doing that forever. I agree. So it sounds like it does something. I I know it does something. Okay. So I wear the mask. Now, here's the thing. It shouldn't be about whether or not the mask making people wear the mask is right or wrong it's the fact that they're making people in a lot of countries where they've been successful i see them allowing people to make the decisions but they're giving them all the information up front and saying 
the mask helps with this, you know, with this. Well, this. let's think about the countries that we're talking about. China being one, the country that it came from oh, is good. is doing the best right now. <laughs> well, less than I think that's a bad example because you know whether they are or not, um, it's it's hard to it's hard for me to believe data that comes out of China. Yeah, yeah, because the data they even have gone not gone on record, but it's even been I think proven if I'm not mistaken. You can quote me on that. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I think it's been proven that they um, some of the data that was coming out initially was was uh, skewed. Yeah. Um, they didn't initially put the they didn't put the initial numbers out um, that they had on the virus. I mean, it wasn't until later that you know it came out that the numbers were actually higher than what they initially reported. But that's a that's a tough example because it's a communist regime where you know. Uh, them telling the people what to do is actually commonplace um where you go to jail if you, you and know. misinformation is also commonplace yeah so that's a tough one but um is it switzerland mm. i believe it's switzerland uh pretty much is scot-free they had they had no shutdowns um people wore masks on their own there was no mandates hmm. uh i hope that's not it could be sweden is a Scandinavian, you know, uh, Northern European country where it never really flared. They gave the people the information up front. New Zealand, that's a good example. Mm -hmm. You know, places where, you know, they give them up front information and people wore the masks on their own and, and they seem to handle it pretty well. I just think, I guess my whole point boils down to this. I wish that people weren't have to be forced to do this and maybe they they aren't maybe they maybe they aren't forced to do it if given the opportunity to be good people and and try to wear the masks and you know and wash their hands more and do this stuff as long as they know how bad that this virus is these people well, should be able to make these decisions on their own and not have to be forced by their government to do these things, you mm -hmm. know, because then it becomes a resentful issue. Well, I think anytime you're being forced by your government to do something, um, you're also always going to have a, a group of people who have a problem with it. Um, that's not really my issue. You may have a problem with the government telling you to do this or do that. Um, and, and I think to some degree, you may even think, or I'm not sure if the constitution protects you from anything like that to be honest with you now that i'm thinking about it i was going to say the constitution probably uh, you know protects people who want who have a right to do what like i'm thinking about it now like what would what, what they can miss it that's not like uh that's not freedom to freedom of speech that's not um um Life right to liberty in the pursuit of happiness uh, that's 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 that's, the that's reaching i think it's the declaration of independence that's reaching either way um I don't know, man. It's it's one of those things that you're always gonna have people that have that mind mentality of you can't tell me what to do. Yeah, of course. And that's always gonna be there. Yeah, and, and now regardless of now whether that's right or not is a whole different topic. Well, that's the thing. I mean, you know, if if the government's forcing you to do stuff, people are gonna be belligerent towards it, no matter what. Right. Um. There's always people who break the law. That's you know, that's the ultimate right there. Right. Um legalize uh so <laughs> no but uh it's there's always gonna be those people that act that way i wish that we could just 
being a society where when they were first coming out with this, for example, okay, mm-hmm. when I was first hearing about the Rona, and it was in other countries, specifically China to start, obviously, and then outwards, you know, I was scared. Mm-hmm. People were scared. I remember we having text conversations about, hey, man, the toilet paper is available at this store. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's all out here, here, yeah. and here. Don't bother. Go here. You know, things like that. And and it was, you know, we now know a little bit of panic by it really wasn't necessary, but we didn't know. We didn't know how dangerous it was. So imagine if then, at that point, Fauci and, and everyone had just come out and did a press conference where they said, listen, here's the information we know, and here's what we don't know yet. We do know that this virus affects the elderly and, and people mm-hmm. who are immunocompromised, mm-hmm. and we do know that masks are most likely to help. Please wear them. This will help. We'll beat this virus together. Mm-hmm. You know, a message like that. All right. I honestly, truly believe in the good of people that if they had done that, instead of mandating shutdowns and forcing people to wear masks and things like that, that people would have on their own ambitions, worn the masks, social distanced, as long as they had a belief in in what was being told them. All right. But as soon as you have one flip-flop waffle. Which happened. For, yes, for ulterior motives, no less. Mm-hmm. Like, for instance, um, Fauci saying, I said don't wear the masks only because I wanted medical professionals to have them, the N95s. And mm-hmm. he said that. He said, yes, at one point I right. was saying don't do the masks just because I wanted to make sure our medical professionals can have them. Well, guess what? Your intentions are good or bad doesn't matter. You lied. Mm-hmm. Deep down subconsciously, when someone lies to you, subconsciously or consciously you really don't have the same level of trust anymore right so that's a problem i have and it's obviously that bell cannot be unrung um and now we are in this catch-up game of put down the law that they need to wear the mask put down the law that you can't go get a haircut you know yada 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 so i don't know well i mean the the mask thing is going to be a heavily debated thing i just feel like um uh it's it's important to me that no matter how you feel about them that you at least respect other people's personal space right and 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 their their right to be in an environment that they feel somewhat safe in and and i think we understand that wearing the mask is about not protecting you per se but protecting other people from you mm-hmm. um so looking at it that way if everyone did looked at it that way i think it would be a lot easier going and and if you look at the countries that have all adopted that at mass at at the the critical rate um of adoption for these masks like there's a certain rate of population of people that once you reach that rate um you know you see dramatic drops in the transmission of the disease so it's you know once we get a lot of people on board with it i think we'll be okay i like the china or um, the uh, japan model and other Asian countries, they've been doing this forever. Mm-hmm. You know, you've always seen pictures of foreign countries and every once in a while you just see someone walk by and they got mask, a mask yeah. on. Mm-hmm. So in their culture, in their lifestyle, it's nothing weird. If you get a cough or this, if, you, if you're sneezing and you got to blow your nose a lot, you wear a mask. Mm-hmm. 
dude, that just makes like so much the sense. most complete sense to me. Mm-hmm. It is so courteous and so sensical right. that it kills me that we couldn't just adopt that after right. all this is over. Maybe we can. You know, I think when, this was. I think at the very least, we're gonna come out of it with a whole bunch of more habits. I'll tell you I mean, what. I always used to think when I would see those pictures, you know, or you see people wearing masks in other countries and they're just wearing one. You're always like, oh, fucking weirdo. But now, it's, it's so commonplace us, yeah. that like if I. If I came into work and I had a cough and I wore a mask long after this is all over, I think everyone would be appreciative and mm-hmm. no one would be like, what a weirdo. Why yeah. is he wearing a mask? Mm-hmm. We're so used to it now. Right. So yeah. hopefully that's what becomes of it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that would be one of the good things. All right. And on that note, you guys, we're going to take our last break here, but we will be right back. All right. And we're back from break, you guys. And uh, the next story we're going to get into is going to be um, an interesting story that um, I have a different opinion than most people probably have on this story. I think I know why, um, but we'll get into that. Um, it's about um, the New York Times, or I'm sorry, the New York Times, the New Yorker uh, reporter, Jeffrey Tobin. Um, apparently, he was on a Zoom call. Okay. And he was in between Zoom calls, Zoom calls. And I guess he was on a laptop and he closed the laptop or tried to shut the laptop, I'm assuming, by closing the top of it, the lid of it. Didn't close all the way, Um, but he decided he was going to start masturbating while he waited for the next Zoom call to start. Right. Now... Just fucking tug the rope real quick. Oh my God, there's so many, so many things we can go to right now. I'm going to try to resist the urge though. So, but... My thing is, all right, you know, before we get into what happened. This, were these business Zoom calls? These or? were professional. He's on, on the phone with co- these Zoom calls were with colleagues. So he was, oh. I, I want to say he was on the clock. Okay. Kind of deal. Um, um, now, before we get into, well, you know, we're just, he got suspended um, by the New Yorker. I think he works for another publication. How as many well. people saw him? That How many I, people saw it? That I don't know. More than two. Okay. So it, one is enough, but right. more than two people was was on the Zoom call with him. At least two. Um. Now my thing is this. You're at home. I'm picturing it. You're at home. You got your laptop. He might have been watching some porn before the Zoom call started. He's got his laptop open. I'm. Come on, man. <laughs> What dude? He home alone, middle of the you day. You are putting pictures in my head. Keep going. Like, Keep going. All right. Jesus. So, got the laptop. He's probably rubbing one out before the Zoom call even took place. Right. Now, now, he's like, okay, let me pause this. I got the Zoom coming up. You know what I mean? My my session took a little bit longer than I thought it was gonna take. Let me chill for a minute. Take the call. He takes the call. Right. And can't wait to get back to what he was doing before the call. So then he gets back to what he was doing before the call. Now he's masturbating. He's thinking, I got a few minutes before the next Zoom call. Let me finish doing what I was doing. But instead of closing the laptop, it stays open. It stays on. So when the next call just initiates, he's now on a Zoom call masturbating. (laughs) Now... I don't think anything's wrong with that. I think that's, <laughs> and maybe because I don't mind masturbating, goddammit, but uh, 
I just don't see We're anything. We're all human. Right. You all do it. You, exactly. Come on. And I think other than someone seeing him, okay, now now that's wrong, right? But I don't think that someone should get suspended from their job because of it. Maybe something has to happen. I don't know what middle ground I'm hoping for here, to be honest with you. I just feel like going at his job for something that's so human is wrong. Well, let me throw some questions at you. When you do a Zoom call, all right, you have to hit accept, correct? Or call someone. I don't know how that works exactly. I'm pretty sure, you know, you have to, well, I think if you're in Zoom, the room already, if someone just jumps in the room, they're there. Oh, you don't have to true, accept. true, true. So he's probably saying? waiting for someone else to he's just waiting jump for the in. Zoom he didn't call know like they initiate. jumped into the call. Exactly. Ooh, okay. So that's, okay. All right. Knowing that, that puts me more on the side of that it was an accident. Mm -hmm. Okay. Oh, man, that's, yeah. put your dick away. Like, I, no, if you're, no, you know what? The reason he's suspended, in my mind, is that if you are in between Zoom calls mm -hmm. and you really, that's, you're working. Right. You know, yes, you're in the comfort of your own home. Yes, it's natural. But you can't be doing that while you're working. That's not something that's normal. You mean you can't do that while you're at work? You shouldn't. You really shouldn't. It's, it's kind of frowned upon. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm sure it's happened. But, but, so... You know, you, you got to, I, I look at it as if his company's like, listen, you are doing Zoom calls. You're on company time. Right. They were probably paying him. Oh, yeah. So that means he's. Now, that aspect of it, I can see. Like, you're on company time. Like, I wouldn't, like, during a meeting, like, say, oh, I got, I got 15 minutes for my next meeting. Let me go to the bathroom and rub one out. I don't know if I'd be thinking that. Um, now. Do you think he had his fucking dick in his hand for some zoom calls before it happened oh, you know he did dude what if he what if he probably was if he was in a zoom call and his boss is hot and he's just like <laughs> turned okay. off fire what it's if like, that's why he had to rub one out he's like oh fuck that bitch i can't it's, it's probably <laughs> i don't know man it's weird it's weird that is weird but i think that's that's my ultimate you know yes you need to be suspended um if, if you're going to be doing that on company time, you got to be better, man. <laughs> yeah, like like do better or be better yeah, at they, it. Yeah, they have the right to fire you for touching yourself on company time. Yeah, that's just that's so unfortunate, man. It's just like an unfortunate situation. So when I first heard it, I thought I misunderstood it and thought they were saying that he got caught having sex with a chick like someone other than his wife while he was on a Zoom call. Hmm. That's what I thought was going on. I was yeah, like, Pamela oh, how Anderson. stupid could you be? Rosie Palm. Wow. She was, he was cheating on his wife <laughs> and her five sisters. <laughs> Poor guy. God, I feel sorry for the dude, man. I really do. And then to be ousted that way, he had to apologize to his wife. I'm thinking, why apologize to your wife? She's probably seen you masturbate before. Like, you apologizing to her? Like, come on, like, God, uh, which is why I thought he was with another woman. I'm thinking, why is he apologizing to his wife? Oh, he must have been with another woman. Um, so now let's play the other side of it. What if, uh, what if he knew full well 
that they could see it and was hoping that he could play it off as it was an accident. Right. You see, the thing is... Do you think that's, that's a possibility? It could be because that's the debate that's happening. Everyone's like, okay, fuck whether what he did was wrong or right. Um, now let's figure out whether he tried to do it or whether it was an accident. So what you said about the Zoom call made me realize, like, if you shut the laptop mm -hmm. and you're potentially waiting for someone else to join the, the Zoom call, they're probably not going to... You're not going to be in it anymore. So that makes kind of sense to me why... Yeah, you want to close it so they can't see you, but you cannot leave the Zoom call because you're still on the clock. Right. I, I One of my friends works from home, and now this is now just popping in my head. You know, like if I wanted him to cut out early and go golfing, you know, he can't. He's working from home, but he's clocked in while mm -hmm. he's on the computer. They know, you know. Yeah. So I, I, I potentially see, I don't know how it works, but maybe closing the laptop that's what I shuts thought. Shuts off the Zoom call, and that's why he couldn't leave. shut it up. And so he just kind of shut it a little bit, mm -hmm. um, which makes sense to me. Like, if you wanted people to see it, you wouldn't attempt to close the lid at all. Like, um, you you would you might you might pretend like you thought you stepped out of frame or something. But to say <laughs> you, you just say you you okay. I fakingly closed the laptop a little bit, and they can just see my junk now. You know, so it's cool. I don't know. It's uh, it's weird because I'm picturing a laptop and like to be, I don't know. I feel like if it is shut like to to the point where like it's got like three four inches, how could the camera see you? I don't know, man. It's weird. I don't want to think about his fucking dick anymore. Yeah, <laughs> and the angles, the camera angles. Yeah, you gotta think about the angles, the bro. framing. <laughs> <laughs> think it had a hook. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> they get a freckle. <laughs> I want right. to know uh, I want to know how many people saw it. Think yeah. he's got a fucking hanger. <laughs> yeah, see, I, I think I think I think there was one person who saw it and reported them. Like someone came into the room, saw it, and then just reported them after that. I think that's how it went. I could be wrong. Nah. That's my take. Sucks for him. Yeah, it does. All right. Don't touch yourself on company time, yeah, people. Exactly. That's, that's, the, that's the moral of the story. That's the lesson of this exactly. whole podcast. Mm -hmm. Use the restroom. All right, let's go. <laughs> All right, so what do we got next here? Uh, it's a story that's interesting to me. Um, being, I'm a big uh, space nerd. Mm -hmm. Love it. Love uh, learning about it. And, and you know, uh, we've got lots of... Uh, deep space uh, probes and, and things traveling around our solar system that have now visited multiple planets and are doing two cool different things. And one of them that's very recent, you might have seen it, uh, it's it's a probe called the OSIRIS-REx. It's a sweet name. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, yesterday morning, Wednesday morning, uh, it actually high-fived an asteroid that's how they termed it oh so when when, when is this it actually happened oh so when did yesterday I oh okay so now today's the just for reference today is the 22nd so we're talking about the 21st yes, bright and early in the morning October. i saw the i saw the article on tuesday it kind of out of the blue said yep tomorrow it's going to be uh high-fiving an asteroid um and uh Early Wednesday morning, I saw the news story that, yep, it, it actually touched it. Now, the point of this, the, the, the quote-unquote high-five, is it's got this, like, cylindrical canister on the end of an arm 
The point being, it gets close enough to the asteroid, shoots out a little bit of, uh, I think it's compressed air, nitrogen, whatever they have, kind of blows up the sand and the dirt and the rocks from the surface, kind of gets them off the surface, Mm -hmm. and then the canister closes. Okay, nice. Collecting dirt and rocks and samples from this meteor. Uh, so this meteor is called Benmu. That's the name of the meteor. That's or asteroid, I guess. Meteor uh, asteroid. Is after it hits Earth, I think. So asteroid. Yeah, let's make that distinction. So meteor is when it hits the, the... when it's going through the atmosphere, it's a meteor mm-hmm. and burning up in the atmosphere. But an asteroid is just that. When it's hit in space. Bef- yeah, it's okay, just floating gotcha. around. All right. And so this particular <clears throat> asteroid um, is is about the size of the Empire State Building. Mm. It's pretty large. It's a big rock. If it hit Earth, we'd have problems. Okay. In the grand scheme of things, it's very tiny. Uh, <clears throat> and uh, I just think it's cool as hell. You know, all this shit. It's so this this asteroid is two hundred million miles away. All right, and we're sending it signals and telling it what to do. Uh, this probe, you know, it's it's just insane to me. Mm-hmm. So. Just a couple cool facts. Uh, there's this uh, boulder right next to where they're doing the high five or where they did the high five. Um, it's a two-story boulder. So it's the size of a house. So it's, it's moving alongside the asteroid? It is, yes. Okay. And I'm assuming the exact amount of spin The and gravity speed. is probably holding it in. There's not much gravity. This thing, this thing's only about the size of the Empire State Building. So in reality, it's got about the same amount of gravity as the Empire hmm. State Building, which is nothing, nothing yeah. that's measurable to our, you know. Yeah. Um, but the boulder right next to its land site, uh, they, they named it Mount Doom, which is cool. Uh, and the site where it had to land... It's not even landing. It's just touching it for five to ten seconds and then coming back with hopefully a sample size. So it did touch. Mm -hmm. We don't know what the nature of the sample size we got is. Okay. We'll know that in a couple days. But they do know the touch was successful. and And it survived the contact. Yep. Okay. They have communication and they just don't know how much material they sucked up. They they hope for a max of a kilo or something, uh, a kilogram of of dirt and dust and particles. Now, why is this cool? Why are they doing this? So um, the idea is that this asteroid was, could be one of the primordial objects of the universe, that it has really been unchanged and has not had contact with another object, hopefully, since the beginning of the universe. Oh, nice. And by studying its dirt and particles and everything, you know, you're basically going to see what the universe is made out of originally i guess so you know in my experience that's that's the point that's why this is so cool you're getting this it's like a time capsule exactly um and in september of 2023 we'll get whatever the sample is back that's not bad it's it's not bad for 200 million miles that's Mm -hmm. that's all i wonder how much it costs to do all of that to make that probe and everything oh yeah we're talking Damn near, big, no, hundreds of millions probably. Oh, it's crazy. You know, we got to talk about uh, SpaceX and Elon Musk in one episode because that's an interesting topic. Did you see that they inducted the first person into um, the Space Force recently? No. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's, uh, that's our government. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and that's another thing we could talk about too. I remember reading an article that Space Force is not as crazy as everyone. No, it's it it's, it's just it's another branch of the military. Right. Um, we are going into space. We do go into space. So it's it's actually. Um, it's, it, it just sounded it weird. I think assets. I think people were just weirded out by it because it came from Trump at that time. I think people were like, "What?" Like, and it's a pretty sci-fi name. Too. Yeah, like space. space Force. Yeah, space force. But in reality, it's it's a it's a legitimate organization that does important things. And like I said, I'll do some more research if we wanted to talk about like space. We could talk about space force and um, space acts. Mm-hmm. I I love it. I'm I'm big into. Uh, space and space exploration. If there was a, a ship leaving for Mars, and I could be one of the first people <laughs> to like colonize Mars and go f- I've farm thought on that. Mars, I'd, I'd do it. I've thought that before. I would, I, you know, I would cut all ties. I, I would love to, even if it fucking blew up and like that was it, you know. And and but I, I, you know, got to go to space. Oh my god, dude, that would be amazing. Yeah. Anyway, I'm gonna stop. Uh, crowing about space and <laughs> i just thought the asteroid thing was pretty pretty fucking sweet man well it is that's that's pretty cool and we should have pictures uh, it's been it was taking pictures the whole time going down and back up we should get some gnarly pictures oh that's cool I, I don't think i've ever knew that they've ever taken pictures of any kind of contact i knew they did a comet touchdown once and mm-hmm. they did that kind of thing where it touched gathered yeah, some material kind of fucked up and i'm it not sure it didn't it go didn't anywhere. do well okay i didn't um, know whether how far they got with that uh, they got like three or it's more like three seconds okay of footage back okay um but when it landed it got fucked up okay yeah it kind of sucked but um this is gonna be like i said 200 million miles away and we're gonna get pictures and hopefully a soil sample back and get some interesting things. It's like the, uh, the Pluto pictures when the probe a couple years back went by Pluto. It takes a while for them to send those pictures because it's a very slow download. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they have one pi- bit out and they have time. to piece it together when they get it all in. Yeah. yeah. It takes, it takes a little bit of time. So we'll get some grainy pictures soon ish. Uh, I'm sure. And then over time, they'll slowly send out the high definition uh, pictures of the asteroid and and it's uh, that's going to be some cool shit yeah yeah well i mean i'm looking forward to it i think that's something we can talk about um once we get more inf- information in we can definitely update you guys on that um but for now um i think that's going to be our show i'd like to thank you guys for listening but before we go i'm going to mention a couple of things that we're going to talk about for the next episode to try to get out to you guys and uh, give you something to look forward to um we're going to Try to talk about um, the origins of the voting process that we have today, the electoral college, how that all plays into the, the popular vote and all of that, um, where it came from. Um, we're going to talk about how you can vote um, currently if you haven't voted yet, um, what the mail-in ballots are all about, how you can properly mail those in, um, because there are some stipulations based on what state you're in. Um, we're only going to cover New York State since that's the state that we're in. Uh, we'll talk about that. And um, we're also going to try to add a upcoming local events um, thing to the end of the podcast to try to give some people who are listening to us from the city that we're actually in um, some local things that we think are pretty interesting that maybe you don't know about. Um, okay. And with that said, um, I'm Roderick. I'm John. And we are going to catch you guys on the next podcast. Peace.